0: Welcome to the God's Word Gives Hope podcast, where we are passionate about connecting His Word to your life. This podcast provides opportunities to further feed your soul or simply be replenished by listening. We are glad you're here. Welcome back. We are well into the new year, and I think this week's message of hope will be very timely for those whose intention was to maybe accomplish a resolution or have a lofty goal or even a small goal but are already kind of finding themselves maybe a little discouraged. Um, Seeing as most New Year's I fall squarely into that category, I too can talk from experience in (laughs) being slightly disappointed. Yes. (laughs) So before we jump right in, Um, Just a reminder that if you find yourself discouraged in reaching or setting goals, or if you have an area of your life that is not thriving, let Janae coach you. We'll share a little bit more about this at the end of the episode. Let's get started. The corresponding blog title for this week's episode is The Key to Success. Now, we all have areas in our lives where we want to be successful. I mean, who doesn't want to be successful? If you tell me that for the cost of only $40 a month, I can take this pill and reach a goal weight, or maybe there's a magic trick to managing my time if I just buy this planner. I mean, as my husband says, I'm kind of a marketeer's dream, Janae. <laughs> Uh-oh, true confessions right there. But knowing the direction that we're going today and on the blog, maybe calling this the keys to success could feel a little bit like a bait and switch to some people. Um, do you think people will listen and feel a little trick, Janae? No, I hope not, but
1: I think that is a great question. But here's what we know. When we keep trying to do the same thing over and over, expecting, though, that we would have different results, we call that... Insanity. That's right. Mm -hmm. So we also know that in God's economy, his economy is very different than ours. For example... Blowing trumpets brings down walls. (laughs) A simple virgin gives birth to a savior. Mm. A king born in a
0: stable or three persons, but one God. Yeah. I mean, we do see this all throughout scripture, like in order to save your life, you must lose it. And we are saved by faith, not by working and, and striving for it. That Christ can fully satisfy us now, but that we also still long for heaven and to be there. And those who are low will be lifted up.
1: I love the low will be lifted up because it rolls right into the idea of humility will lead us to success that we seek. Hmm. So... Can we get the picture that our success in God's economy is not going to come from something like what we're used to in the world or what we might hear out there, that something like it takes money to make money, my (laughs) my dad was always saying that, or we must just
0: work harder. It's maybe based on who you know, Mm, or like how many followers you have on Instagram or whether or not that TikTok goes viral. Right. Right. So our verse for this week comes from Psalms
1: chapter 69, verse 32, and it reads, The humble will see their God at work and be glad. Let all who seek God's help be encouraged. So the dichotomy of God's economy for success comes out
0: of humility. I love that, but I also think that sometimes humility can be a very misunderstood word. You know, the dictionary defines humility as a modest or low view of one's importance or humbleness. Um, our pastor uses the definition it isn't thinking less of yourself, but thinking of yourself less, mm-hmm. um, which I think is a, a quick and easy way to remember it. But some people see humility as being oppressed by someone else or a state of depression or being beaten down. Now I know that sometimes situations in our lives will bring us to a place of humility and that can be incredibly difficult, but regardless of how we move into this state of being humble, the encouragement and the revived heart is still the same result. Humility does not equal humiliation. So let's talk about how humility plays into success.
1: Success comes from acknowledging that we are limited But God is limitless. We need him. Mm. Humility unlocks something in the spiritual realm that I think we just don't understand. Mm -hmm. Christ, for example, willingly took our place. The God-man who knew no sin humbled himself for our sins and took our place so that we could have forgiveness of our sins. And then be restored in our relationship with God the Father. And that is the greatest act of humility that brought one of the most profound, the, I would say, Mm -hmm. most profound impact on all humanity. So humility was at the core of our salvation. And humility is the platform we need in order to be successful. Mm -hmm. It reminds me of when I worked for Chick-fil-A as their leadership coach. And would be asked by the operator or a general manager to invest and pour into a leader that was struggling in a particular area that they needed to grow in. And it was really important that they grow in this area in order for them to remain in that position. But they saw the potential and they they wanted to do that investment. However, what I discovered is that when a person does not have their own sense of humility and recognize the need to grow, mm-hmm. that their efforts are going to be completely different and they're not going to see the results that, um, that maybe were hoped for. So if they don't want to meet with me or see that they have those areas to grow, coaching's just not going to work. The success then is based on
0: their ability to be humble enough to see that they could benefit from coaching. This idea that success comes from humility is actually found throughout the Bible. Not, not surprising that God's way is the right way. Right. Um, but here are just a few stories and verses that back that up. Um, in Genesis, especially in chapter 39, we see the story of Joseph. And although he he maybe didn't start Humble with the way he interacted with his brothers and, you know, really loved showing off his coat. He was super young. He, but he was young, so he was probably still needed to grow on some of that. But we see this story of how God is bringing humility through circumstances, and Joseph is building his trust in God, and he was such a humble, God-following man that ended up in that highest position right behind the Pharaoh in Egypt. Or think about Esther in chapter four, where she finds out about the plot against God's people, and she says, go and gather all the Jews to be found and hold a fast. And she starts fasting with her ladies-in-waiting. And then she says, I will go before the king. And though it's against the law, if I perish, I perish. I mean, she is fully looking to God for the success and not believing that any of that's going to come through her own work. And I think about Mary in mm-hmm. Luke. Um it's one thirty-eight, where Mary says, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Mary, the mother of Jesus, she responds to the angel with such humility, knowing that if this is from God, then it is the thing that she wants to walk in. And I feel like, you know, the Bible's filled with examples, but Matthew 5.5, 5, Jesus says in the Beatitudes that the humble will inherit the earth and that they are blessed. There's no better example than that. Right.
1: And it's just a great example throughout the Bible on that whole dichotomy of success and humility and the connection there. So let's talk about the opposite of humility a little (laughs) bit. Pride and how it plays itself out as a blocker of our success. I think it's important that we look at that and address that. I want to reread our verse um, from verse 32, but then add verse 33. The humble have seen it and are glad. You who seek God, let your heart revive. For the Lord hears the needy and does not despise those of his who are prisoners. So the last part of this verse in a figurative sense is would be like spiritual imprisonment. Or as the New International version would put it, it says God will not forget his people who are in captivity. Mm. So this can mean literal imprisonment, more likely during that time. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what was going on. But for us, we may not be held physically behind bars, Mm -hmm. but we definitely have things that hold us captive. There is nothing that holds us more in captivity than pride.
0: Well, Janae, I know unfortunately for me that tends to uh, surface pretty often. In my life, and I feel like for people who are listening and maybe don't know me, they're like, "Gosh, that girl really struggles with pride." But <laughs> um, I think I think we all struggle with it a lot more than maybe we realize. Yes. But for me, pride holds me captive, captive, and holds me back when I try to do everything on my own. It's that pride of self sufficiency, and God continues to work on me in this area. Um, I think I can do everything. I think I should do everything. Um, and then I end up exhausted. I end up in need of rest. And things also don't get completed in a way that um, maybe they should. And so then that lack of success can breed disappointment or frustration in myself, which tells me if I just work a little harder, if I just do a little bit more... And then here I am back around to it's all up to me for the world to keep on spinning. And shockingly enough, I've only been alive 42 years and it was spinning before I got here. (laughs) And I'm sure it will be spinning long after I leave. Yeah, I think our stories
1: are connected in that. And one of the things that I think results when we're prideful is in our self-sufficiency is we are robbing others Mm -hmm. from helping us Mm -hmm. uh, potential places where God was wanting to use others. Mm -hmm. And we're getting in the way and blocking that. So pride for me kicks in and says the same thing. Work harder, Janae, and prove to them that you can do this. Mm. And then I also have this drivenness in me that wants to do it better and I wear myself out too, trying to be successful on my own. So it's a same type of self-sufficiency. I was into my third round of seasonal depression and laid out for days from COVID for the mm. first time. And it was in that place where God showed me my pride for pushing through. You know, I'm, I, I can just do this. I just need to work harder, uh, push through it, the drivenness. I really thought that I could just do it on my own. But in that space, I knew I couldn't do it. Mm. And humility in that moment, in those moments that followed, led me to seek the help that I needed, which in turn led me to be able to live
0: with my condition in a successful way. That's incredible. So with pride so easily surfacing in our lives, how can we keep this true attitude of success?
1: Well, I think there are several ways, but one for me is prayer. I think the whole element of prayer, aside from, you know, making requests for others, uh, when we're making requests for ourselves, when we're praying, we're we're coming in a sense of you are God and I am not. Mm. So the very act of prayer is usually a sense of humility. Um, and I l- have found this new prayer that I learned from a book uh, by John Eldridge called Get Your Life Back. And it starts off with, I give... Everyone and everything to you. Mm. So I grabbed that piece of it, and I try to start my day off every day with that prayer. And then as I pray it, I start to think through my day, and then I get very specific with certain things, like if I'm going to be writing or working on the podcast or preparing something for coaching. Whatever it is, I start giving those specific things over. If I'm going to be with someone in a coaching session or I'm having coffee with someone, I, I whisper those names and give everything, those specific things, and give everyone, those specific people that I'm going to be spending time with, to God. Then I try to do that everything and everyone phrase throughout my day. So... It's a sense of humility of, I am admitting that I need his help in everything Mm. and with
0: everyone. Janae, I really love that. And I'm sure the listeners are with me. But when you were talking, it's like I want to lean in. Like I'm craving those same moments with God like you're just sharing about. The beautiful thing is I don't actually have to wait for you to finish and God to be done with you before he could talk to me. We could have these moments at the same time that... um, Instead, I can be going to God with the same idea, the same prayer of, I give you everyone and everything. I can couple that with reading his word to see how he's talking to us. I mean, we need to be quiet in our prayer time and hear from God that way, but we also have his written words. And I think in all of that, he will continue to guide us on a path of humility that is bringing us to the successful place that he has built for us before the world was even established. I mean, that's what it says in Ephesians 2.10. We are his workmanship, and we were created to do these things, but we can't reach those places if we're not walking with humility.
1: Yes, and I love the way, you know, I know we're going to say this a lot, so people just get used to this. You know, prayer has its role in our growth. But being in God's word has mm-hmm. its role, too. Mm-hmm. And so it reminds you to be that we are his workmanship. And like our last episode where we talked about those four gifts, mm-hmm. um, that is humbling to think. So God's word, and when we're reading it, it just breeds that spirit and attitude of humility in us. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to encourage our listeners to read the blog for this week as it focuses more on the humility experience and the promise of how they will see their God at work Mm. in result. It's, It's just part of that connected promise that's beautiful. But there are two questions that I'd like to leave with us. I think we need to ask ourselves when it comes to the topic of success and the area in our life we are seeking success in, and we're going to God in prayer about these things. And we want to go in that spirit of humility that we're talking about. We invite the spirit as we ask these questions. Where is pride at work in my life? And holding me back from the success you want to give me, God. And then the second question, answer very answer will fill the space where that pride was living. So we we discover where the pride is at and we want to offer that pride back to God to ask for forgiveness and ask for healing. And he comes in and then the next question will help fill that empty space where pride was living, right? Where do I need to be
0: more humble and show me that? That's so good. I feel like We could write these questions down on index cards and put them by our bedside, tuck them into our Bible, um, maybe put them on our mirrors in our bathroom to remind us to ask these questions daily because we want to stay on that path that God has for us. And walking in humility is the only way to do it. Remember, if you would like to explore coaching and how Janae can help you move forward in the area that you would like to thrive, go to JanaeShatleyCamp.com and sign up for a consultation to find out more on how coaching can help you. As always, we would love for you to like the podcast, leave a review, subscribe so that you get notified when the next one comes out each Monday. Um, We just really appreciate you listening and taking your time to be with us. We pray that it is helpful in your lives. Now to close our time together, let me read Micah 6-8 over you. He has told you, O man, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you but to do justice and to love kindness and to walk humbly with your God?